As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another week here at The Athletic on The Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Michael Beller, Brandon Funston, and Jake Seeley here with you, kicking off the first week of August, my friends. Jake, I've uh, I've got a flex shirt on. Flex it. weekend is uh, this coming weekend. I will not Ooh, be there kick off in weekend. person. Kickoff weekend though going on. I'm going to be doing one of the online drafts, but I just wanted to I wanted to celebrate with you. This is this is it. I, I keep like teasing the start of the season, getting closer and closer. August though, I mean we're we're here, guys. We're here. This month is one of the best months of the year because of all the fantasy football drafts that we have going on. So I wanted to celebrate. Wanted to celebrate you, Jake, with this flex shirt. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, that's what we call it. The coverage that we have, we call it this kickoff to draft season. That's what we're doing. This is this kicks everything off. It's Hall of Fame weekend, which nobody really cares much about that game. But get to see us draft. I got to see Brandon's pretty face in person for the what the first time in two and a half years. Two and a half years, long. probably at least. Yeah, yeah. I got my vacation in ahead of time because you always get mad once I take a vacation after kickoff no. weekend. So uh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, Plus is like, is... what's football? I'm taking more vacation. Yeah, right. Get in, get it in, get in as I, much you as guys, you can. You guys, you got to do the show without me on Thursday because I'm going to be in the middle of a plane headed to the draft. Look at all that. So it'd just be you two <laughs> relishing not having to talk to me for a day. Hey, yeah. I mean, you know, we all got to We got to do what we got to do. So you get those times in. You get this flex weekend. It's going to be great. All this draft stuff, it is uh, kickoff to drafts and everything going on there. And that's what we're doing. You know, we, we did this a couple weeks ago where we had our first, we started to do these offbeat drafts and then Funston leaves us to go to Montana for a week. So we had to put that on hold, but we're back and we're going to have another draft here. We're always going to do these drafts with a little bit of a catch. And today's catch is going to be that there are no number ones allowed. What do I mean by that? What do I mean? No number ones allowed. I mean, anyone who has been a QB one RB one wide receiver one or tight end one in either of the last two seasons is ineligible for the draft that we are going to conduct here today. Basically, we're looking for the guys who could be breakout players this season who we haven't seen get to that level uh, in either of the last two years. We're going to draft these teams. We're going to go uh, two quarterbacks, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and two flexes. So we're going to be quick because we want to get through as many players as we possibly can. But we also want to not be sitting here for two hours. So we're going to be quick. We're going to get through these teams, and we're going to show you uh, maybe how to target and prioritize 
potential breakout players for this season. Uh, and so uh, we're going to get going here by setting a draft order, you guys. Uh, we did this last time. I've got this randomizer here. I'm hoping it doesn't give us the same order the same as it did one. last time. So you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna randomize it once, and as long as it's different, we're gonna go with that. If it's the exact same, I'll do it a second time. So let's just do it this first time. I'm clicking right now. Here it comes. No, this was the it's exact different. order it was last time, wasn't no, it? No, I had the middle pick, didn't I? You had the middle. Oh, no, pick? I did have the turn. It no, is, yeah, no, it was, this was it. This it was is. the exact order, and I had the first pick. You should have used right. You should have done the hundred yard dash thing that I did. You could you could actually do that one super fast. Here we go. No, I'm just gonna do another one. Oh man, I don't. No, I'm the sandwich this... pick. All right, there oh, it come is. On, that, come there's on, the, there's the just order. keep doing it until you like it. There's, no, no, no. I don't want to keep no, getting the first. first pick. There it is. He That's was, yeah, the order. He, he was trying to get himself off the first pick. Not off yeah, the first Beller. pick. I would think you would want the first pick. I'll go back to the other one and keep the the order the way we had it. Okay, I, I'm down with that. You All take right. the first pick. <laughs> you right, want so it or you don't want Beller, it? Me and, uh, I do not want the first pick. All right, then it is me first. Jake is second. And Brandon is on that one-two turn. So let's do it, guys. Let's do it. As I said, we're looking, we're really trying to hunt down the breakout players that we can find this season. And we are going to um, you know, keep track of this all season long as well, like we did with our wide receiver two, wide receiver three draft, excuse me. We'll be keeping track of this one too. So I guess that puts me on the clock. I've got a uh, draft sheet here that I will share with everyone. Um, let me grab that right now. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm you'll be able it. to share uh, or be able to see this. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Grabbing it. Here it is. So just to show you the players who are available, there we go. It is now available to us to see. And I actually blew it up a little bit so we can really see top running backs who are available. Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, just barely Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, JK Dobbins, wide receivers, Terry McLaurin, CD Lamb, Robert Woods, Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore. Over at the quarterback position, we've got Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Matthew Stafford. At tight end, we got Kyle Pitts, Noah Fant, and a bunch of guys who maybe won't be drafted in the real world. And that is what we're looking at here. So I am on the clock with the first pick in our no ones allowed draft. And I don't know, guys, this feels relatively easy to me. It's got to be Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's going to be my pick here uh, for the first overall pick. He just barely missed it. He was running back 13 two years ago. He was an RB1 by points per game last season, but did it in just six games. So he is still eligible for this draft. I feel like this one doesn't really need a whole lot of explanation. When you look at the guys who are available, again, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, Najee Harris, he feels like the one guy who sets himself apart. So I'm not even going to bother explaining Joe Mixon is the first overall pick in our no ones allowed draft. Jake, if you want to say something about Mixon, you can, or you can just go right into your pick. No, you, you did. You basically got the easiest one, and mm -hmm. you kind of made the – I thought maybe you would take who I was going to take, if not, but you just made the decision that Najee Harris is really easy for me as the number two, talking about somebody walking into 300 touches into that offense, which is you still – whether or not you have questions about the offensive line, is still going to be one of the better offenses in the league. So Najee mm -hmm. Harris, I don't feel – we've talked about him ad nauseum on the show, so I don't really yeah. even think he needs much more explanation. Yeah, we really have, and we've presented both sides of the Najee Harris argument on this show as well, and I think by now everyone pretty much understands it. So we're just flying right through this first round. Again, we are doing no ones, no QB1, RB1, wide receiver one, or tight end one over the last two seasons are eligible. Joe Mixon goes first. Najee Harris goes second. Funston, you've got a couple of picks here. Who do you got to start your team? 
Now, just a quick point of order. We're doing half PPR, and are we doing super flex? I, we have to draft two QBs. We're drafting two QBs, yeah. It's, you know, it, technically, I suppose it's it's super flex, but really, we're just trying oh, to give, I was give, highlighting the gray. give everyone no. a picture of... Well, uh, <laughs> okay, I just want to know if it's super flex or not, because it changes the whole, you know, it changes yeah, the whole... Yeah, no, no, we weren't drafting a super flex. You can't, like, cause no, yeah, we're going, no, 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 we're going, <laughs> we're going two QBs. The point of this is that we were going to draft... This is for the listeners, Funston, not okay. just for us. We want to draft, give a picture of what six quarterbacks who haven't been QB1s might look like this season. Okay. Well, then, now now that I understand fully, I will go – I will fall in line with you guys and take two guys that uh, I have <laughs> just kind of right on the Najee Harris, Joe Mixon cluster, and I'll take uh, Antonio Gibson and J.K. Dobbins. Go uh, keep the running back train going. There you go. Um, we we have not talked a lot, I feel like, about Antonio Gibson this season. We've talked quite a bit about J.K. Dobbins and that we all think he can be a running back one this season, even with Gus Edwards in the mix. We expect there to be a little bit more receiving upside for J.K. Dobbins this season. But we really haven't spent a ton of time on this show talking about Antonio Gibson. So, Funston, you say he's right in that Najee Harris group for you. Why is that? Well, it's, you know... It, it takes a little bit of leap of faith that Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to throw the ball to the running back. It's also you have to believe that they want to push Gibson more in the passing game and not make J.D. McKissick such a big part of this offense. And it makes sense that Gibson, you know, coming as a wide receiver background from Memphis and Ron Rivera, frankly, saying he has like the CMC skill set, not calling him CMC, but basically saying he's capable of taking on that kind of workload. So. Mm-hmm. You, you know, my I feel good about there being a step a step up in, in terms of workload that in, includes the passing game work as well. Yeah, uh, Jake, interested for uh, your take on Antonio Gibson as well. And then we can transition into your second round pick here. We've had four running backs go uh, off the board with the first four picks. Uh, where is Antonio Gibson slotting for you as we turn the calendar over to August? He's a high in RB2, but he's also somebody I haven't drafted yet, uh, mostly because uh, I've either taken my running back by first already, and he's also gone a little bit high. I think the Helium's getting a little too much on Antonio Gibson, in my opinion, because nobody's looking at the downsides, and that's even before we're talking about this injury. Uh, there's some injury experts out there that are saying this is worth our attention more than people are giving it, and the fact that he's still dealing with this foot. Uh so that's part of it on top of the fact that I wrote the article about Ryan Fitzpatrick and throwing to running backs and among the league lowest, mm-hmm. he's only had one touchdown to quarterbacks over the past five years or like, no, it's three touchdowns. There's three touchdowns. One of them was to two. And I think one of them was going back to like Matt Forte. So just going back to like, doesn't throw a lot to the running back. And I do think they'll use him more, but unless McKissick gets completely oblit- like eliminated from the passing game. Like mm-hmm. I, I understand it. I love Gibson as much as the next guy, but I just think there's a little too much for trying to push him to RB one. I'm not saying this is a bad pick by Brandon because of who's yeah. on the board, but uh, it's just overall. Um, I love the Dobbins one. You know that I, I'm sitting here looking at this board and I'm going talent gap here. Like that's really yeah. what I'm, I'm looking at the positions yeah. and it's talent gap. So I I'm going, did the going same Kyle thing. Pitts because yep. <laughs> Kyle Pitts, I keep saying it. If you said Justin Jefferson last year, if you're going into a position where the number two receiver, and yes, he's a tight end, but receiving options for the Falcons, he's stepping into a volume role similar to like Justin Jefferson just did. Yep. And at Kyle Pitts, the gap from everybody else at all the other positions, it's this is why they, I, I'm going Kyle Pitts here. 
So we've talked about yeah. Kyle Pitts a, a little bit, and you can take this one, Brandon, I, you, just because to, to circle back to it, right? Kyle Pitts now with uh, looking like the Julio Jones replacement in the Atlanta offense. We're seeing him climb up draft boards uh, a little bit, and right now he has an ADP. Hold on, give me one second. He's got an ADP that puts him right at 50. So we're seeing Michael Thomas slide down, and he, Michael Thomas is right above him. That slide's going to continue. So ignore Michael Thomas for a second. James Robinson... Dak Prescott, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, those are the other guys in the neighborhood. Is that something that with everyone available to you and not just the guys we're talking about in this particular draft that you're comfortable with, Funston? Yeah, and this is I, – I, I actually thought he had some you know argument to be made that as the number one overall pick given like wins above replacement potential here with this group. So um, I, I thought about taking Kyle Pitts there at the turn, but I think this is a good pick and – um, it's, you know, people want to push back on it's the tight end, but you know, as Jake said, he's a receiver and he's yep. built like a receiver and we've seen receivers hit the ground running a lot in the last few years. And we saw the reports that Atlanta was just peppering him with targets and mini camps and what, their, op- their other options outside of Calvin Ridley, who's not hundred percent healthy right now is to throw the ball to Hayden Hurst and Russell Gage more. You mm-hmm. want to be throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts. So I just think that it's almost a can't lose situation. I'll knock on wood as I say it, but uh, <laughs> he's going to see a lot of targets. Yeah, it's got to be just a major, major target share for Kyle Pitts this season and feels like one of those few guys who the helium is worth it. And you can't just talk about him the same way that we talk about typical rookie tight ends. That's just not the sort of player he is or the sort of role he is inhabiting with the Falcons this season. We've made it back to me on the 2-3 turn, so I am going to uh, make our first wide receiver picks here. I don't think we're going to see another tight end for a while. I don't know if we're going to see a quarterback for a little while either, but I'm going to go with a couple of wide receivers here, and I'm going to go pretty simple. The guys right at the top of the wide receiver list. Give me Terry McLaurin and CeeDee Lamb as picks two and three. You can see him there in the sheet now. Um, McLaurin and Lamb are two guys that we've talked about a whole lot here, and CeeDee Lamb is the one who I really want to get in on because we're already seeing the glowing training camp reports. We knew those were coming from CeeDee Lamb. He is a, a workout monster, someone who's going to make a bunch of big plays happen in training camp. We know that we're not going to see a ton of Amari Cooper this summer, if really anything meaningful from Amari Cooper as he's still rehabbing his foot injury, and so that gives even more opportunity for C.D. Lamb. And then we have to acknowledge the fact, you guys, that Hard Knocks is going to Dallas this season. And we know that that narrative is going to be around, and people are going to be seeing C.D. Lamb, and C.D. Lamb's going to be a fun guy to watch on that show, and he's going to be making plays. Like, I think he's going to be getting drafted as a top-10 receiver when it's all said and done. I mean, he's basically already there, and I think he's ultimately going to push up into that group. I think I'm maybe comfortable with it. It'll depend on Amari Cooper. Jake, would you be comfortable if we're talking about uh, C.D. Lamb pushing up into the top 10, maybe ahead of guys like, I don't know, Keenan Allen or Terry McLaurin, that group of guys? No, no, no. It's it's already getting uh, overblown. (laughs) And I wrote an article a month ago or two months ago about the next breakout wide receivers Uh and starting with C.D. Lamb. Uh, this is it's getting so blown out of proportion at this point where the fact that if Amari Cooper is healthy, which is a question still as of today, but they're saying right. he's going to be fine. But we're not going to see a lot of them until late in the preseason, if at all. So I understand that that being the concern. And I in that article even said we could see Lamb step past Cooper like Ridley just did with Julio Jones, mm-hmm. also somewhat injury related. But to push him up there over Allen Robinson's volume over over Keenan Allen's volume yeah. and what we've seen from both of them. 
to push him over McLaurin. And in my opinion, you know, a lot of wide receivers that are guaranteed wide receiver ones year after year after year, and their floor is like wide receiver 16. So you're not even dropping back that big four. Is CeeDee Lamb has all the makings to be an NFL number one. You still have Cooper. You still have Gallup, who's mm-hmm. a touchdown big play threat for them. You could just see very easily where in a good season, CeeDee Lamb finishes as wide receiver 20. And it's just, so, I'm not going to pay wide receiver one price for it. Yeah. I can see him finishing in his top 10. I can also see him finish. That's basically it. It's what Funston says in a different version. Funston keeps saying, don't pay last year's mm-hmm. peak price for this year's value. Well, I'm not paying peak potential price for what he could be. Like, where's he have to go from up if you're taking him as the 10th wide receiver? You actually, or did you want to jump back in? I was going to no, go no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What were you going to say? I rolled the dice with the Pitts thing too, hoping one of two running backs were going to make it back to me, and you let both of them come back to me, so that worked out well for me. And I'm going to go back to everybody hates him from last year, but I'm happy to go right back because through week 11, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was an RB1. He was. Everybody hates him. Everybody forgets (laughs) the fact that, you know, the excitement for Edwards-Alaire being in this offense was always, no, he wasn't going to touch the ball 20 times per game. Did it go as great as people wanted? Of course not. And that's why we all sat here and said, what are you doing taking him with the fifth, sixth, seventh pick in the first round? Chill the F out. Similar to CD Lamb. <laughs> like the hype got so high is like, chill out. Uh, but now, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, again, Daryl Williams, I think is one of the best values to take late in drafts as backup plan. But Edwards-Alaire going at mid-teen running back, I think he could easily finish as an RB1 because he just did it before Le'Veon Bell showed up and ruined everything. Um. Yeah. What? Where, where are you at on him on, in getting you know goal line touches? I, I think he's out there. So what's his? What's his I'm not touches? that concerned about it. Okay. How many running backs have we seen? Matt Forte for years was the king of getting vultured, and Matt Forte for years finishes a top ten running back. Year Clyde Edwards Lair is not Matt Forte until he proves he's Matt Forte. He just did. <laughs> don't you go games. Matt Forte on Beller. He'll he'll, he'll <laughs> be quick. You, don't, there's been like two, one and a half bears, maybe two bears my entire life on offense worth cheering for, and that's one of them. Don't you just go throwing around Matt Forte like hey, it's easy to be him what? out there. But we're, we're, and Najee Harris isn't Najee Harris until he proves it. Again, they've already yeah, – Clyde edwards just proved plenty in 11 games. Uh, uh, well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if he can actually be. Uh, I mean, Matt Forte had a reception record for for a while there before Christian McCaffrey came in. <laughs> That's a mic drop, Beller. So you can <laughs> you can walk away there. You want me to you want me to make my picks now? <laughs> Let's move on here, Funston. Who you got here at the turn? Um, Matt Forte. He hasn't yeah, finished. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't finished as an RB one either the last two years. That is true. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go. I like your. I like your double combo wide receivers there, Beller. I actually think Thank the next you. two wide receivers on the list are not of their level, but they're they're not that far back. I mean, Robert Woods. He's as reliable reliable as it gets in this uh, Rams offense. Uh, maybe there's a little bit higher ceiling with Matt Stafford there, but mm-hmm. you know, he was. I think he's wide receiver 13 last year, so he's been on the borderline of being a wide receiver one uh and i think he was the year before as well and deontay johnson jake talks about him he is he showed when he was healthy he is the the number one uh target for ben roethlisberger it's a high volume passing attack so i feel in a half ppr sense or better these guys are pretty safe picks at this point jake these are two guys that we know you like a lot and there's been something that you said you mentioned to me i think it was an episode that funston wasn't here and i just had i've had it tucked away and i want to we're going to get to definitely a bold prediction show down the line but since we're talking about robert woods now and he's someone we haven't talked about a ton you said 
Robert Woods as a potential wide receiver one this season. That was a call you made a couple of weeks ago. So what's the argument for that? What's the argument for Robert Woods uh, not being eligible for this draft next year if we do it again? Uh, it mostly comes down to we've already seen Robert Woods fringe touch on being a wide receiver one. And that was before Matthew Stafford. And what I was saying and when I threw that out is that a lot of people are on Cooper Cup and deservedly so. What if he just loves Robert Woods? What if Robert Woods gets a 20, 21% target share mm-hmm. and Cooper Cup's a nice number, 16, 17, but it's a decent gap. Like the, I think a lot of us are expecting it to be 19, 18, like a very close gap. But what if the gap is a decent amount? And what if he treats him like he treats Kenny Galladay? And it's like, now what has been Robert Woods bugaboo in fantasy is touchdowns. What if all of a sudden right. Stafford fixes that for Robert Woods? That's the only thing that's been holding him back. So that's why for Robert Woods, uh, in case Funston was talking and didn't see that I was flicking him off when he took the Johnson. I, just I didn't sure. see it either. I'm clicking around all these tabs. I didn't see it either. So I'm I happy just, to. I just want to make sure he's taking my Deontay over there. So now he makes a tough decision on my hands here. Is like, do I take a third running back or do I kind of jump into the wide receiver pool, which you just kind of broke the tier because now it's more and Beckham and I you like, think so that's a, of, you think that that's a tier break for you DJ Moore I, I I understand definitely Beckham Ayuk Chase but you don't think you think Moore is more in that group than he is in the yeah. Woods Deontay group always has been what this is what I jokingly said about DJ Moore last year I'm done trying to figure out which week DJ Moore is top 10 and which way DJ Moore finishes his wide receiver 35 he's just ranked wide receiver 20 forever and for always he just wide receiver 20 and that's usually where he finishes at the end of the season too because he's all over the map uh, like if maybe if there was no Christian McCaffrey with Curtis Samuel being gone, but Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey's back, like that's a hundred targets right there right. offsetting. And then some with Curtis Samuel. So no, I like DJ Moore. I just think that definitively there's a very clear floor to a very, a similar ceiling with that Brandon just obliterated. So, uh, I will, I'll go back. I'll take my third running back. I'll take up one of my flex spots already. I'll go back to Deandre Swift, who I've poo pooed as much as anybody because I love the player and hate the situation. But at the same time, now I do think, and maybe you guys can disagree with this, but I think there is now, this is another teardrop. I think that we uh, go yeah. from Swift to the guys that are on the board. It feels like a break right here for me. Although there's one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we, we, had, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, oh, we know, I mean, we, we, we know who, yours, who your next guy is, Jake. You've talked about him on not every you show, know what? but like 90% you know of the shows the we've done. Can I get I undo a pick? You can <laughs> undo, undo a pick. pick. We're, we're we're taking this pretty casually. You can what? undo a pick. If I'm it's... gonna undo a pick. I'm gonna put DJ Moore in this team because I have a feeling I still might get somebody else. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. We'll let, we'll let, we'll give you that. So DJ Moore. We'll after see. all that. After you all say that, after the guy who has just one running back on his roster. DJ Jake? Moore. Now you're back on. You're back in on DJ well, Moore. That's because I there's three running backs. I I, I and I've can't believe i did that and yeah continue we'll see who you take i think we're fine i think i'm all, fine for the next pick that trash this is, talk. I mean, this is, DJ a, this is understanding what's still on the board but did you just empty out a tier uh the next tier of wide receiver jake because i kind of feel like you I, just i have no problem starting the next tier of wide receiver because yeah like even if beller goes running back running back mm-hmm. is still you know but in my home. mind dj moore was the only player in that tier at wide receiver i think you yeah, I, was, I think you I just still... opened up a new tier but personally see, I would, yeah that's what i'm saying like i i think I think I started a new tier, which I don't have a problem. I think with you started and ended it. And started and ended it. See, oh, we, so this Moore's is, this is actually we've got a we've got a kaleidoscope of opinion on DJ Moore here because I would put DJ Moore in the group oh, with, with Robert Woods and with uh, <laughs> and Deontay Johnson. 
No, no, no. I mean, look at the. I mean, I, you just talked work. about. You just talked about uh, touchdowns being the only thing that have held back Robert Woods. Well, DJ Moore has eighty-seven catches, eleven hundred seventy-five yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, good last thing year. he has a quarterback who knows how to throw touchdowns. Sixty-six oh, catches, eleven hundred ninety-three <laughs> yards, four touchdowns. If you give him six and a half, you project him for six and a half touchdowns this season. He flies up the rankings. He I'll take the under. Up. Are we I, I mean, that? Look, I think, the under, I think the under. Under's, I think the under is the reasonable way to go. But you're talking. <laughs> but like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander here. If uh, if Robert Woods is only being held back by touchdowns, yeah. how's Too DJ bad he has Moore a Mallard at quarterback? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Uh, um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna noodle around with the DJ Moore side bet because uh, this is just. This is ridiculous, this DJ Moore (laughs) slander. Um, I've got a couple of picks here. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. DJ Moore off the board. Strange, strange. Um, okay. I am definitely looking at the running back position. I'll take the guy who you left, Jake. I'll take DeAndre Swift. I'll go ahead and just plop him down in there. I agree. Like, I mean, we've talked a little bit about Detroit and how, like, there's going to be offense there. I mean, Jacksonville went 1-15 last season, and James Robinson was the RB7. There's going to be opportunities for DeAndre Swift to make plays, and this was something Jake, you and I talked about last week. Funston, you were out. There's if there's one thing that this team has done well, they've invested in the offensive line. Like they have a very strong offensive line, especially for a team that we expect to be a bottom feeding sort of team. So I feel pretty good about getting DeAndre Swift in there on this squad as my fourth round pick. Fifth round, I could go in a few different directions. I actually don't think it would be too crazy to go to the quarterback position here, even though there's plenty of guys who I like, and maybe you guys are going to leave some of them for me. I'm not going to go in that direction. I do think that there's an argument to go with maybe one of those first two quarterbacks who are listed. I am not going to go there. However, I look at the running back position still, and I think that's where the most talent is on the board right now. So I see Sanders. I see Miles Gaskin. I see Mike Davis. I think that is definitely the tier. I think you could argue Daryl Henderson into that group. I'm not so sure I would be on board with that. He would definitely be my fourth guy, but I think that's another situation where maybe we're looking at a tier of one. So I look at Sanders. I look at Gaskin. I look at Mike Davis. You guys might uh, think I'm out there on this one, but I'm going Miles Sanders. I just think there's too much talent here, and I think that everything went wrong in Philadelphia last season. Everything. Top to bottom, offensive line injuries. Carson Wentz playing like garbage. Miles Sanders dealing with some injuries of his own. And everything comes back this year in a way that should shape up and benefit Miles Sanders. And I just think that when you look at that roster, even though they have all those other running backs there, we know one of Jordan Howard or Kerryon Johnson is going to be there. Boston Scott's going to have his role in the offense. There's no way you look at that group and say, 
we can't get Miles Sanders 70% of the touches. You have to look at that and say we're getting him the bulk in a big way of the backfield touches. And again, this is about shooting for those breakouts. I think Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis, yes, they have safer floors. But Miles Sanders, unquestionably, the bigger ceiling of that group. So I'm going to go with Miles Sanders. Jake, tell me why I'm an idiot and why I should have taken Mike Davis. Uh, I'm not going to say you're an idiot. I can see the path to where... (laughs) Miles Sanders gets back the top 15, but I've already gone on record multiple times in my hesitancy of Miles Sanders because of what this team has told me by their actions. And I think this team is legitimately concerned about his volume in the passing game and his efficiency in the passing game, which he was part of the problem with his own self last year. Now, can that all be rectified? Sure. But again, this Mm -hmm. team drafted another option just like Boston Scott. They brought in more pieces, including Kerryon Johnson. They brought back Jordan Howard, who actually might probably doesn't make the roster at this point because they have so many options i just legitimately concerned the volume is going to be there so i would have taken two maybe three running backs before you took miles sanders but i agree in one thing that of them you could argue he's got the best ceiling well that's what i'm going for here i'm going for that ceiling and i think miles sanders provides it and i just too much talent on Miles Sanders, I feel like, to not have an RB1 season at some point in his career, and this feels like the right time for it. Jake, we are on to your fifth-round pick here. Who do you got for your fifth-round selection? Yeah, so I'm going to dare Funston to do something uh, because Uh-oh. I have, I'm setting him up for an opportunity because I have some players I'm looking at. So, But I think I don't think Funston's going to go the way that I'm daring him to go. So I am going to go to quarterback. And I'm going to take Jalen Hurts for the rushing upside, as I've mentioned many times before, is that even if you only give him Daniel Jones' miserable season last year, which wasn't even 16 games, you just give him that passing line and you give him 800 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns, which is well within his wheelhouse, maybe 906, uh, that he finishes as a top 10 quarterback. And that's by being a miserable quarterback, a miserable quarterback passing the ball. So (laughs) I will take the first quarterback. I will go Jalen Hurts and Dare Funston to do something. (laughs) <laughs> so if this was a super flex, he could have been number one pick, right? I mean, I, I mean, you could argue that he could have been. Yeah. yeah, especially with what's left on the quarterback board. I mean, there's a few good ones there, but if you're actually having to play two of of that list uh, for each of us, that that thins things out pretty good. So uh, I don't know. I think you're. I think I might actually. Uh, I don't know what you're daring me to do here. But I'm uh, I'm kind of daring myself to just empty out this running back tier and have my two flex spots be running backs with the two most unlikely featured backs heading into <laughs> 2021. No one expected yeah. Miles Gaskin and Mike Davis to be in the position. We thought they would. Those each team would draft somebody, bring somebody in to kind of give competition for touches. Uh, didn't shape up that way, so it still could happen. But uh, Mike Davis and Miles Gaskin for me. Give them give them to me both. Yeah, these are two guys who we've spent a, a bit of time on. We spent a, quite a bit of time on Mike Davis. Miles Gaskin, I, I just feel as though there's still not enough attention being paid to him after what he did last season. He's a guy who was an RB1 last year by points per game. And so, you know, we could have we could have written this script a little bit differently and he wouldn't even be eligible to be part of this draft. We just went with straight points and so he is here, but I, I feel like, you know, to, it's a it's a bit much probably Jake to ask him to be an RB you know top twelve RB by points per game again this season, but I think with where you're getting him selected RB what twenty twenty two right in that range. Let me just take a quick look at that. Yeah, RB twenty one uh, right now by ADP forty third overall, sandwiched in between Amari Cooper and Robert Woods. Like not going to blow that away, but 
it feels like a pretty easy pick to make, especially if you feel as though you need a running back in that selection. It doesn't feel like you are reaching for a guy at a position that is falling apart. No, and you know I'm a fan of his in general, so uh, I think that that's a warranted pick. Uh, Brandon, you did do what I dare you to do, but you also didn't take one of the running backs I was daring you to do. I thought <laughs> I was concerned it was going to be Mike Davis and Daryl Henderson. Yeah, I can. No, like, you know me. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm on the bottom rung of the Daryl mm-hmm. Henderson yeah. train. You're, you're, you're doing what Emory Hunt's doing. You're he's a cam. Brain he's a cam Akers loyalist. <laughs> he's a cam Akers loyalist. He can't get with the next guy. You kidding me? Yes, yeah, Emory to steal his phrase, smooth brain thinking is like the answer is right in front of you, and you want to try and just find something else. The answer is in front. Daryl Henderson, if you love Cam Akers. Is that your answer right here, Jake? Oh, yeah. Is Daryl Henderson your answer? Henderson. I was hoping he would. it was going to be him or Mike Davis. I didn't. Th- I wasn't even thinking. I mean, I don't think Miles Gaskin is far from either one of them. I do agree with that. But I was hoping that Mike Davis or Daryl Henderson would make it back with the Jalen Hurts pick. Um, look, everybody loved Daryl Henderson last year, one of the best values, backups behind Cam Akers. And then, yep. you know, he's dealt with injuries. There's no question that he's dealt with injuries throughout his entire career so far. Uh, like keep saying it, Leonard Fournette was hurt in college and hurt the first two years playing in the NFL. Didn't make it through the entire season at either one of them. You're you're injury prone until you're not, unless you have a degenerative sure. knee, a serious tissue injury that pops up every single year, like that type of thing. I don't play into the injury game just because we're trying to predict a moving target, honestly. So mm-hmm. you know, Todd Gurley last year, that's different. That's something worth being concerned about. But at this point. Daryl Henderson stepping into this role, uh, Xavier Jones, the rest of Calais. I mean, people were Calais three weeks ago, and now they're Xavier Jones. Stop. It's Daryl Henderson. Are you at all concerned about – Nope. That's the wrong way to say it. No, 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 <laughs> you might be. At all concerned is the wrong way to say it. Uh, who could this team go out and sign – that would maybe pull you back off of your Daryl Henderson stance. Now I'm not saying you're suddenly going to think he's a, you know, outside the top 30 at this position, but who could they go out and sign where maybe you would take Miles Gaskin over him, for example? Nobody. There's nobody out there. They could go sign uh, Najee Harris. <laughs> there's nobody out there. There's no. There's there's no. <laughs> they couldn't like like Duke Johnson ends up in L.A. No. and is like no. the clear receiving back. You're there's not. There's a reason that Duke Johnson's still lingering out there. Just a spot or no. two. No, Duke Johnson's the same as all the rest of the you know the every single player that fantasy world has gotten enamored with and keeps playing that game. Yes, we love what we see from him. There's a reason he was limiting his opportunities. Whoa. What? Yeah. We saw, yeah we saw, I, I, no, we saw him bomb Duke... when he was like the backfield was his. <laughs> I'm look. I'm not Mr. Duke Johnson here. I'm just saying that if the Rams were to go out and sign a player like that who has an obvious no, skill Duke set, not that it could. Xavier I'm not Jones. saying he's going to bump Daryl Henderson off the top of the depth chart, but he could take away 40 targets no. that we think are going no. to Daryl Henderson. No, he won't. All right. All right. All right. Tell, you asked <laughs> the right. question. There's nobody out there. Like <laughs> Duke Johnson's not on the team for a reason. He's no better than Xavier uh, Jones. Mark point. Mark Ingram, Adrian Peterson, someone like that that actually is Mark more Ingram's of a threat to take away right carries. Up, right, no, there's <laughs> how many times do I have to say it? There's no effing <laughs> running back out there that they could bring in that's going to change my mind because they're, they're not trading for anybody of his talent or better. The only thing that could change my mind about Henderson is if he gets hurt again. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, if Duke Johnson ends up in L.A., we're going to have to have this conversation again. <laughs> but for the time being, we're moving Sounds on. Sounds like it'll be a short one. Yeah. My- <laughs> I'm not concerned. <laughs> it, would, it, would be, it would be a very short one. Um, let's move on to my sixth and seventh round picks. we got the draft board back up here. Um, so I am maybe – there's a good chance, I feel like, 
the fantasy industry's single most shameless Odell Beckham apologist. <laughs> and I, I just can't envision a scenario where he is healthy in a, on a good team with a quarterback who, at the very least, has established a floor of competency as the clear number one option in the passing game, and he doesn't give you a, a, a low-end two wide receiver season. I think that's really the floor for Odell Beckham. And so if you told me that he ended the season at 70 catches and 1,050 yards and six touchdowns, I would totally believe it. And maybe that's really is where he ends up. I would be shocked if he plays a full season and ends up anything less than that. And then there's always the chance that he gets back something of the New York Giants, Odell Beckham. I'm not saying he's getting all the way back there, but he could get 80 or 85% of the way back there, even on this very run-heavy team. And so I really like Odell Beckham. I do think that even from him to the next wide receivers, whether you think it's Ayuk, you think it's Chase, you think it's Higgins, and I think it's probably one of those guys in that uh, group, I think there's a a noticeable drop-off from Odell Beckham, especially at the floor spot. So I'm going to go with Odell Beckham. I'm going to get my third receiver there. Excuse me. And then I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Uh, Jake has made the Joe Burrow case eloquently a couple of times already on this show, uh, the, the past attempts are just going to be massive. It's just going to be absolutely massive what he is doing in terms of putting the ball in the air. 600, 650 pass attempts with three really good weapons. And hey, Joe Mixon in the backfield as well. So Joe Burrow, I, I mean, I think there's a path to Joe Burrow leading the NFL in passing yards, uh, right? I mean, he could be he could give us a Jameis Winston in 2019 season without the 30 interceptions. I think that's totally in play for Joe Burrow. I think he's a top 10 quarterback, and I think we see a monster season from him. The early reports coming out of Bengals camp on that knee are good, so I feel pretty good about Joe Burrow here. So he is the second quarterback off the board here in this no-ones-allowed draft after Jalen Hurts went, what, uh, one, two, three, four, five picks ago to Jake, and that's how I get my first quarterback of the two that we need. Give me Joe Burrow here. Jake, you can comment on my picks if you like, or you could just take it away with your seventh rounder. No, I'm not commenting on the first one because he blocked me on Twitter because he's a dick. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't understand humor. Uh, so, you know, Joe Burrow, you know this. I, I told you that I have him leading the league in pass attempts. So I will take mm-hmm. his number one wide receiver, which Brandon is going to disagree on because we've had this conversation. But We have had this conversation. Yeah, he likes Higgins, <laughs> but I like Chase. Uh, I keep going back to the fact that you know, just the talent. I don't know how many times I have to say it, but with the past decade of drafts, you could argue that he's not even argue. He's definitively top 10 talent in those drafts, argue that he's potentially top five just on raw ability. Now, of course, we've seen plenty of prospects not hit in the NFL. Corey Davis was mm-hmm. thought of in that fashion. And, you know, but again, Corey Davis isn't Jamar got, Chase. And Jamar John Chase Ross on your team this season. John Ross from the well, Pacific Northwest well, out to uh, your team this me season. Now, Jake, conversation a, of nonsense to John Ross. Go back and look at my <laughs> oh. draft probably. Get me. Don't, don't even include don't me go, in that conversation. Don't, John Ross. I'm, his, not, I'm not saying you were on him. He's just a top 10 pick is all. John I'm Ross's saying. best days in the NFL are still ahead of him. Don't worry. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, because he hasn't had any days <laughs> they, in the NFL. They could it not be. Right? So, yeah. Somebody just asked me in the rankings, Jamar Chase over Cooper Cup, please explain. And, you know, I think that's a warranted argument if you want to take Cooper Cup. I'm okay with it. Uh, just again, I'm going to go Joe Burrow, 650 attempts. All three of these wide receivers can have value. And if Chase is anything we think he is, uh, he could finish as a wide receiver one. And you're not drafting him as such. So I'll take Chase as my number two. 
Yeah, honestly, um, and you and you you know you put me on Higgins over Chase. I literally have these guys back to back in the mid twenties on my rank. Mm-hmm. I, I I could easily go the other way. And I before I took uh, Davis and Gaskin, I actually toyed with just taking you know just sweeping Cincinnati's receivers there with those two picks because <laughs> I have them so close together. Um, so wait, Funston, really, where where you you said you have them back to back? Do you know off the top of your head where back to back Chase and Higgins? Um, I think I have them like. 24 25 or 25 26 so yeah i um, actually i just updated my rankings this morning and i have them 24 and 25 with chase ahead of higgins so we're all bait we're basically on the same page why do you guys hate chase so much i'm at 21 (laughs) you guys hate him (laughs) i don't hate him it's just like higgins a smidge better which you know kind of makes it obvious where i'm gonna go with one of these two picks uh sure give me give me t higgins for (laughs) 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 apparently oh is he on the list yeah okay he didn't make yeah, Tyler Boyd's on here. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that anyways. I, I've exhausted my flex spot. So uh, I need oh, a yeah. I need a quarterback or a tight end. Uh, let's go ahead and go with Matt Stafford here, uh, at least to get one solid QB1 on before you guys start taking second quarterback. So <laughs> uh, Matt Stafford for me, T. Higgins for me. Let's get the uh, the Matthew Stafford case actually from you, Brandon, just because Jake and I talked about him a little bit last week when you were uh, Montana-ing it up. So Matthew <laughs> Stafford going to L.A., getting to play with Sean McVay, getting to play with Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup. Where is he for you? Like When you're thinking about Matthew Stafford in a real draft, are you thinking about him as basically what he's going as that like last group of wide receiver ones I've or quarterback ones I've missed out on the guys who run but I'm happy to, for him to be my fallback in that like sort of Tom Brady Joe Burrow range yeah absolutely like he's like if I'm not going in for premium quarterback I feel good about Matt, Matthew Stafford as like the as the consolation prize the back end of the QB1 group I mean he's been you know we we know who he is but he's always been that with Detroit now he's in a much better yeah. offensive environment you got you know you feel better about him in the hands of Sean McVay you feel better about you know McVay and the Rams targeting him as the guy that, that they think can move this offensive right. needle so um they're you know they invested in him for that reason they gave up a lot of draft capital to bring him in as well so um I think they feel like his skill set's going to fit a hell of a lot better than Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might feel that way too. I think they probably uh, are pretty comfortable making that proclamation. Jake, eighth round pick. You uh, you need a wide receiver. You've got an open flex spot. You need one more quarterback. Who are you going with here? Yeah, so I'm going to go for something we preach a lot here, and people should do this, is understanding where your position value is relative to everybody else's. And right now, uh, you could argue I have the best quarterback, and I say that with the inflection I did because you could argue it. You could argue, you argue Joe Burrow. You could argue that hell Jalen Hurst is just awful. And it is Matthew Stafford. So how do I double down on that? Well, I make sure I get Trevor Lawrence because in my opinion, yeah, that tier stop. That was who I was going to yeah, take because for now sure. You're talking, you freaking jerk. You know, we're talking Baker. We're talking, <laughs> we hope the bears get their head out of you. They're all the start, same. Start They're all, yeah. yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. We hope. Trey Lance, the next hook is the next Josh Allen. Well, remember Josh Allen's rookie season. Like there's just a lot of questions Uh at quarterback after that. And I know people are going to be like, well, he took a rookie quarterback. Yeah. But this, there's a reason that the things were lauded on him that they were is it's not hyperbole to say he's a generational talent as much as I hate that term. And I mean, we can't, we've talked about this a lot. I'm sure other people in our industry are talking about this a lot. Like Trevor Lawrence walks into his rookie year with 
as good a collection of skill position talent around him as you could realistically hope for. Especially when you when you're the, when you're a, a Trevor Lawrence, when you are the number one overall pick. Obviously, the team that got you was bad the year before. Like maybe there's a player here and a player there, but you can't expect too much around you as the first overall pick. I mean, even Joe Burrow stepped into a pretty decent situation, but didn't have everything around him that Lawrence does. And Burrow was really dealing with a really bad offensive line last season. Trevor Lawrence, we're talking about DJ Chark and Marvin Jones. They love having that steady veteran presence uh, in Marvin Jones and Visca and Travis Etienne and James Robinson. Like there is a lot of infrastructure around Trevor Lawrence that you have to envy for a rookie quarterback. So on top of his just ability, you love the environment that he is stepping himself into. So I think that was uh, one of the easier picks we've seen in our no ones allowed fantasy draft and really probably pushes me away from the quarterback position. I would maybe lock up Justin Fields with one of these two picks. (laughs) If I knew that he was going to be starting by week four or so, I am a tiny bit worried. So about what Matt Nagy might do there. So I'm just going to stay away from Justin Fields. Um, and actually, I, you know what? I am going to go with a quarterback now that I look at it more because <laughs> there's one guy, here, like Baker Mayfield, floor. Justin Fields, a little bit worried about when he takes over as the starter. Ben Roethlisberger, floor. Derek Carr, floor. Ryan Fitzpatrick, floor. If there is a guy who's got some ceiling here, it's Tua Tungavailoa. Oh! Oh, (laughs) Beller! I was for sure I was getting him on the comeback. I thought you were going to say Trey Lance after all that. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, if 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 the Colts end up getting really jittery about Carson Wentz and try to do something for Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe. But uh, that's another one where I could see, like, that's the team that should be the, the self-styled 2017 Chiefs, right? Because they've got a lot of skill on that team. They've got a good defense. They could probably win some games with Jimmy Garoppolo and then hand the keys over to Trey Lance next season. So that should be the team that thinks of themselves as the 2017 to 2018 Chiefs, not necessarily the Bears. But Tua has the ceiling. It's something I've argued a lot on this show, and and I'm going to keep arguing it because of everything that was just a a total mess around him last year. And it all started with not having a training. Imagine being a quarterback and not having a real training camp, a real exhibition season, any of that, having Ryan Fitzpatrick over your shoulder being on this surprisingly competitive team I really think everything's set up for Tua to take a major step forward in year Ugh. two so I'll round out my quarterback position with Tua Tungavailoa and then I look at right I've got I can do anything I want at the uh, at the flex position there's a lot of good receivers on the board I really like Raheem Mostert but I feel like these receivers are a little bit too good to go with him and so I am going to take my uh, flex it is going to be a wide receiver and it's going to be Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. um because, uh, you know, give me him as the number one receiver in Denver. Give me him as a guy who would have been maybe not even part of this discussion had he not missed all of last year. I really think you go back to what he did in 2019 was clearly an ascending talent, did it with very bad quarterback play. We talk about Allen Robinson. We talk about uh, we talk about Terry McLaurin, guys who are consistently doing well with poor quarterback play. Cortland Sutton would probably be in that group if he had a healthy 2020 season. And I think we put him there in 2021. And at least Teddy Bridgewater gives you a competency floor at the quarterback position in Denver. So I'm going to take Cortland Sutton and leave myself the tight end position left to take here. Jake, any Tua comments, any Cortland comments, and give us your ninth round pick. No, I went to depth if people want to head to the site. By the way, it's 50% off right now for all the subs. <laughs> you can get the two on the breakout. Yeah, get book. in there. 50% off. Yeah, you can see with the rankings. and But two, I have 16th, I think, at quarterback. But a broke, 
broke broke him down as a breakout quarterback. So I am in on two of the offense. I said this a million times. It's finally built for him, and they're not straddling defense. So Sutton's yep. only question, well, two questions. I say only question is health. The other question is, was the quarterback situation play out like so well so yeah what did you guys make of Vic Fangio saying that you know Sutton's not showing confidence right now in that knee like he's not really that I had him ranked 18th I had to move him down a little bit I I don't you still have plenty of time for him to get that confidence Mm -hmm. but it was a little bit concerning on different pages of that because I have Sutton I haven't moved him I had Sutton down at 34 I've been the low man on Sutton for a while yeah Yeah, so there's a lot of wide receivers here you're more concerned about taking over Sutton you're more Both. concerned about the health offensive quarterback or health yeah. and health and health and quarterback. <laughs> I, I right. think is there could one of the other would could or would the quarterback uh, decision make you bump him up at all? No, because Bridgewater is better floor. Locke is better ceiling. They just kind of offset each other. All right. So all right, cool. Well, it's kind it's kind of like the Winston versus Hill situation. So actually, even lesser of a difference between them. Um, yeah. I was thinking about wide receiver, but there's one running back here that I kind of really want to get, and it might surprise you. I see Funston smiling, and I don't think it's going to be who Funston thinks it is. Mm. Um, is it right here? You see where my cursor's at? No, I don't see where. Yeah, I can't see your cursor. You actually have to click in the cell. And it's like Google's not that magical. It actually is. <laughs> there you go. It's like I think a lot of people yeah. expect Javante Williams at this point, <laughs> and I continue to say like I think Javante Williams takes over by week five, six, seven. Melvin Gordon still has time to show up now. Like we're getting this is camps now. It's like the preseason's yep. coming. There's a situation where the running back is already the number one in his backfield, and it's Michael Carter. And Michael Carter is not a bell cow, twenty touches per game, but Michael Carter is Austin Eckler. That's the very, very good comparison of what they can bring to the NFL. I love Trey Sermon, but you brought up Raheem Mostert. I think that's a split from the get go. Travis Etienne yep. splitting with James Robinson. Split, split, split. Edmonds Connor split. I don't want to touch the back Buccaneers backfield. I like Harris, but not at this point. I know Carter's the backfield. And that even if it's mm-hmm. 55% of the time, I love Michael Carter here. I'll take him as my second flex. Yeah, I like that a lot. I, mean, I wasn't in a position to take a running back. Uh, I have Javante Williams and Michael Carter back-to-back as well. So, um, Who is it back-to-back I, for you? that's a good question um so yeah no i'm not surprised with that pick uh i'm down with michael carter that leaves me with uh kind of a forced hand for my final two picks i need a tight end i need a second quarterback so Mm -hmm. the the tight end is obvious i was actually hoping to get adam troutman as the third tight end and just be happy with that um but i think i have to take noah fant here uh give me noah fant at at tight end and my second quarterback you screwed me i thought it would be Tua. Um, you know, if we're playing this league out, two is a pick because he has the highest upside. And if it doesn't work out, you're just picking up, you know, the Derek Carr or the Ryan Fitzpatrick or somebody else that's left. And, and that's fine. Sure. But you go for the upside. And I think you made a great pick with two as the second guy. So oh, thank you. So I guess I'm uh, I guess I'm going Baker Mayfield here. Um, you know, he seems kind of like he is what he is. <laughs> Kind of in that back end top twenty quarterback, um, and Look I don't how boring your quarterbacks are compared to mine and Jake's. <laughs> oh, it's totally, totally boring. But 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 that's you know quarterbacks are boring. So that, there you go. It's representative of what the position is. You know what's representative here is we got five. This like this this works out in a, in a fun way because we're talking about guys who have never been QB ones, and look at five of our six or not never been QB ones, but haven't been QB ones either the last two seasons. I'm sure Matthew Stafford's got a QB one season in there somewhere. Yes. Look at five of our six quarterbacks, right? I mean Baker, 
Lawrence, Hurts, Burrow, Tua. These are young guys. These are all very high draft picks. Uh, and these are guys who um, you know, were college stars uh, as recently as just a couple of years ago. So, you know, it does feel like at least one or two of these guys is going to break through this season and be one of those QB ones. And hey, Baker, at least again, that's a, we're going back to OBJ, that competency floor that he provides at the quarterback position that we saw from him last year. Yeah, you uh, know really what? has me feeling good. Can I can Come I on. change that pick since Jake changed his? Yeah, yeah sure. You, I, I just I, I just got to follow the point I just made about Tua. You draft for upside, and if you don't get it, then you go back and you fall back yeah. to like Trey the Ryan Lance. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, give me Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> that wow. makes a lot more sense. No so, Justin Fields. Interesting. Well, I mean, I, I feel better about Make, Trey Lance starting sooner, you know? Yeah, and, is, that, is that is that all it comes down to here? That no, you just feel no, nice I also feel better about the San fields? Francisco offense and Kyle Shanahan and, like, his track record dealing with quarterback. I feel better Wait, about if just— you knew bo- if you knew both of them were starting week one, you would still take Trey Lance? Yes, I would because Side I just, bet. Side bet. Fields versus Lance. Let's do it. Because I want Trey Lance throwing to Debo and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk over Justin Fields throwing to Allen Robinson, a guy in Darna movie who we all think is a breakout candidate, you know, that's kind of, you know, TBD. And who else in that passing game? I mean, uh, I just I'm, I'm a lot more excited about what San Francisco brings to the table. All right, well, we are going to uh, have a little side bet there because I am all over <laughs> Justin Fields, and it's only like it's only like thirty seven percent homerism as to why I'm all over Justin Fields over Trey Lance. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's finish this off here. Jake, you and I both have one pick to make, and then we are good to go wrapping up our <laughs> no ones allowed fantasy draft. I'm going to pull up the board for the remainder of the show so you can see uh, who we still have available. First of all, that was uh, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever said in my life, asking if you could see my cursor. Uh, so thanks for not making too much fun <laughs> I, of me, guys. I could see your cursor. <laughs> I didn't think it was ridiculous. I saw where you were pointing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, here we go. Uh, Jake, you need a wide receiver. So Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Devontae Smith, who you know we heard is week to week now at, at Eagles camp because of a knee injury. Your boy DJ Chark. Who are you looking at here? By the way, you got you to put my Trey Lance pick at number 10 there. Juju. Oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson, back with your boy. You're trying to argue for the same time. I mean, there's just all litany of wide receivers that are just all in the same group. So uh, who could finish as number one? How about the one that I continually said just finished top 15 every single year, except for the one year he got hurt oh, and gets okay. 40, 150 <laughs> targets. So I'm going to put Brandon Cooks in there. It's just it's picking between the two Steelers, the two 49ers there's a ton of great options here but i'm just gonna go with brandon cooks yeah i i think that's a a wise decision as you said a guy who has been a top 15 receiver over and over and over and over again so why not go ahead and take the shot on him you could make an argument for so many of these guys and brandon i will just take that uh layup of the tight end to round things out for us adam troutman is going to be the final pick 
in our no ones allowed draft. We have made the sleeper case for Adam Troutman and maybe even more targets available to him uh, than we thought was going to be the case with Michael Thomas now down for the foreseeable future. These are our teams. These are the teams we're going to be following. Again, we went into this saying no one who has been a one at his position over the last two years was eligible to be drafted. We are hunting for the guys who could be the next ones at their position. These are the teams we've got. We will be following this all season. We'll be giving you some updates here and there. We'll be talking some trash because that's the fun thing to do. Um, really quick before we go, any any regrets? Now looking back over the draft board, which we got up here with my cursor doing big circles right in this range. Any regrets, Jake, that you wish you made a different pick? No, I like how it pretty much turned out. And the wide receivers just kind of get very grouped together once you get past that top group. Brandon, anything you wish you did differently? No, not really. I I, I had moments of feeling like maybe, but as it as everything played out, I'm really happy with the team. I don't, you know, I don't think I could have asked to come away with a much better team than what I got. We're all feeling pretty good, and that's really the best place to leave a show. That's going to do it for this episode of the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, thank you for being here with us. Those of you on YouTube, thanks for checking us out. We'll put this uh, team's out there. We'll throw a poll out there and see who you guys all think did the best job drafting no number ones. As Jake said, check us out. 50% off. Just go get on the website. Find an article you like. Click in through there. Make it one of Jake's or Brandon so they get the uh, credit for it and get 50% off an annual subscription for Jake and Brandon. I am Michael Beller. We're back with you later this week. We'll talk to you then. We'll be right back.